It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest James Coburn. time to watch the muppets is it it is oh my god i think we did it's time to watch the muppets and we watched the muppets we watched the muppet show remember the muppet show do you remember watching the muppet show oh you mean the we used to do it on like this podcast back all the time? in the 70s and the early 80s yeah yeah from like you know uh we you know episodes some of them some of the episodes were from like the uk october 19th they aired in the uk <laughs> 1980 sometimes they aired in the u.s on october 11th 1980 Does that say october 19th yeah that's my birthday so we watched the muppet show but we watched I the james coburn episode an ovum in you 1980 were, were you an ovum even yeah not no I a thought, woman is born with all the ovaries they'll ever have Oh, you're right. So you were in the gumball machine. You were just yeah. waiting to like come down. I don't know if the sperm was produced yet. No, definitely not. Yeah. That's like a day of thing, right? Really? I think that's like I that, don't know. that afternoon. That's quick. Especially if you don't drink Mountain Dew. We don't Dew. know shit about anything. I don't know. Like, shit about anything. I don't know. How how do... And if somebody gets pregnant, I'm like, that's amazing. I can't believe all these things. I have watched the beginning of Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking Now so many round, times that I'm still around, like... I get around, yeah, how get does it around. happen? That I used to love watching that I opening know. sequence of that movie. We've talked about that on this fucking podcast. Anything that has to blah, do Kirstie blah, blah, Kirstie Alley. Alley. <laughs> blah, 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 Tim Allen. <laughs> Roseanne Barr. Can, okay. Before we start, okay, we're fully back on our bullshit that we're doing the Muppet <laughs> Show again. I need to tell you that I was on the internet. Remember, you've heard of it, right? I've the internet. And I was scrolling through, we'll say, Netscape? Instagram Reels. Okay. And a Tim Allen stand-up bit came on. From back in the day or new? From back in, like, we're not talking, like, his porn stash okay. era, but, like, back in the fucking day. Oh. So he was, he was so doing. So going manly. That's what this is. Yeah. It's about the origins of that sound. So Tim Allen was doing stand-up, and his stand-up bit was retelling a tale of doing stand-up previously. So he said he was doing a corporate gig, and the corporate gig was for some mucky muck dudes, blah, 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 and they were serving dinner there during his stand-up. So he's doing stand-up, and he says literally no one's paying attention to him. Nothing. Not a laugh, not a yawn, nothing, whatever. He's doing stand-up. No one's paying attention. Then they start to serve dinner during his set. And he says all he can hear now while he's talking is clanking. Of like forks and knives on tape, on ta- you know, and <laughs> so that sound is him impersonating like toxic masculinity existing around him, and then he goes on to use it to then, like, what was his message? It's so weird to see him talking about how hilarious it is that these guys were oh 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 they're all making this noise, not paying attention to him, and then he started to like become those guys this is how i think trump happened i think you might be onto something with that that like he went to the audience that was making the most noise for him and then he just starts to like i watched a thing with trump months ago at this point where someone was talking about a pipeline somewhere and they weren't asking him questions with enough of a point that he could give a final answer he couldn't tell if they were for the pipeline or against the pipeline 
And the woman was just like, we need to know what's going on with this pipeline. What is? What are they going to do to fix this situation? Yeah. You know, like that. So it's like, are they pro the pipeline? Are they against? And he says, we have the best people on that. Like, just like full, like, bullshit spouting. And it just made me laugh because it's just like. He's not answering. He will yeah. give whatever he thinks yeah. is the rightest answer to the most people. And that's it. It's all bullshit. So fucking funny. Trump 2024, let's go. Yeah, well, I mean, all that said, yeah. Every time I pass a flag <laughs> that says that, I say that in my head. I'm uh-huh. like, Trump 2024, let's go. And I don't know why, like, made that up. So stupid. Because I just think it's like, yeah. I just, like, want to, and, and I'm like, I hope I say that out loud and people think I actually am a Trump supporter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You and your wife walking down the block. Yeah, let's go. Like getting on your motorcycles <laughs> to go uh, to do uh, oh like an MS. Uh, Can I just tell you something? So I went on um, a motorcycle ride with a bunch of ladies mm-hmm. um, in Hunterton County. And we went from French. All your husbands were busy. Yeah, right? our, our husbands were busy. So it was just the ladies. <laughs> and um, we went from Frenchtown to this place in Phillipsburg, New okay. Jersey, which I never even heard of Phillipsburg, New mm-hmm. Jersey. And it's near like um, it's White House PA. Station. It's and, beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. And we drove like through mountains and we drove past waterfalls and yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So we're there and we're talking, a group of us, like we're about to play pool. The next thing you know, like perfect timing, this big burly guy rolls up on his Harley, you know, with his babe mm-hmm. in the back. And I mean like. Big burly, old school Harley has a braid all the way down his back. Mm-hmm. He gets off his bike, and we're like, "What is he carrying?" He has a pool stick in a case. Love it. And I was like, "We're not playing pool." Brings his own we're, tools. Yeah, we're we're not getting on this pool table. No, but no, he owns that. Uh-huh. I remember going to the bowling alley with you once, and I don't remember who was going to play put pool. Money down. And you got to put. And he go. The guy was like, "My table, you pay or whatever." Like he wanted you to. Or I don't remember if Are it was you or public, whoever. We're at a public yes, facility. He was treating it as though the only person who's going to play this table is him and you're going to pay for the table for the balls, basically. And it was like, we are in Aberdeen, New Jersey. Yeah, and no. No. I'll just, I'll just walk away. Or I'll go to the pool hall across the street. Yeah. Ridiculous. Why don't you get excited? All right, Megan. So we watched the James Coburn episode of The Muppet Show, episode 505. Airing in the UK on October 19th, 1980, and in the US on October 11th, 1980. My parents did get married December 1st, 1980. So. Okay. I'm not even yet a possibility. No. For them. No, because they don't get married for a few more months. No. They get married in two months, right? Yeah, in December. But like, (laughs) they must have decided by October, right, that they were going to get married. Do do you know if they like? Yeah, how long were they together beforehand? Six months. No way. Yeah, that's wild. They and they stayed together forever until death. Yeah, until death did they part. Until death did they part. <laughs> we were talking about this the other day, about how my wife and I were talking about. Well, I was talking at her, not at her, but you know, what I mean? you like, were, we're definitely I'm just, like, just talking. Go ahead, police blah blah yourself. blah. Go ahead. Like, and I was talking about how like. Some celebrity was getting married. Have you seen all this shit in I've the news? Monologue. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift got went to a wedding on LBI oh, yeah. this past weekend. Jack, Jack Antonoff got yeah, married. I know him. But in so many of the reports, it was that a producer friend of Taylor Swift, and it's like, no, Jack Antonoff. Yeah. Like, I feel like people know who Jack Antonoff yeah. is. I, he's a producer, granted, but like he's an, enough of a name right now in pop and stuff. 
He's done so, a lot more than just produce. No, I know. Yeah. I mean, I've followed his bands, Steel Train and Fun and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But And he, his sister's um, a designer. Yeah. And uh, I was, I was like, curious who he was marrying because it didn't say anything about even the bride. Olive oil. And then... <laughs> That's what she looked like to me. Well, Liz looked her up, and she's Andy McDowell's daughter. Oh. And I was like, I wonder how long they've been together. Andy McDowell's daughter? Yeah. Wow. And I was, like, just thinking about how, like, celebrities know each other for three months and they get married because, like, nothing matters when you have, like, a certain amount of money. You can yeah. just get married you and divorced as many times as you want. Yeah, it doesn't matter. matter. You know? Like, for us, it's like, oh, we're going to spend $20,000 on a wedding. It better be fucking love, man. You know? like Yeah, I didn't even have that. <laughs> I bought a house and I uh-huh. was like, we're not breaking up because if we break up, we're living here together. Yes. Yeah. Forever. Forever. This is forever. Yeah. 30 years. Yeah. Right. 30 years fixed. <laughs> like Pretty much. <laughs> Until one or both of you is buried in the backyard. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. I have a little, little plot that I've. But yeah, just like sold myself. So it's so interesting to hear that your parents were only together for just a few months before they knew that they were going to get married. That's wild. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I like guess having so. known them and how like, you know. Yeah. I mean, they were like so in love. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. That is wild. I would never be able to make a decision like that in six months. That's very lesbian, to be honest that with it, you. Yeah. It's no wonder that they that they had, had a lesbian. lesbian. <laughs> Come on. They passed those genes <laughs> they along. They taught me how to U-Haul before <laughs> I was even born. Cold open. Wait, can I just say one thing? Yes. So I have lesbian neighbors around the block, and they like were walking their dog, and they stopped over because mm-hmm. they saw Lisa and I like outside on the porch drinking our coffee, mm-hmm. and um, they were talking to us, and they were like, "Yeah, we've been together for twenty eight years," and I'm like, "Wow, that's amazing." I'm like, "You've really like broken all the stats of lesbian couple dog." Yeah. Because lesbians famously have the worst stats when uh-huh. it comes to relationships, and um. They were like, oh, how long have you guys been together? And Lisa's like, four years. I was like, yeah, but in lesbian years, that's got to be 21, it's- right? <laughs> it's got to be like compound. It's like yeah. dog years, yeah. for sure. It definitely is like dog and like, years. You know, give yourself some credit. Four years, three of them, pandemic years. Uh, that's you know what, what I, mean? I said. Like, give me a fucking break. I was like, you get even more than seven for each one of those. I know. And then Lisa is a <laughs> Lisa's a therapist, and she was like, "Well, actually, people don't break up anymore. They just add people to their relationships now." <laughs> She's like, "It's really crazy." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, good to know." <laughs> if you hear a knocking, yeah, <laughs> oh, it might be his sister wife. Yeah, it's moving pretty here. much. <laughs> so cold open. Pops assumes that James Coburn has a contract out on the frog. James claims he is just a guest, but Pops points out the bulge in his jacket pocket. James, I was we- like, where is this going? I've <laughs> <laughs> seen too many movies, Pop. Now can you show me to my dressing room? Yeah, uh, Scooter! Uh, yeah, Pop? Yeah, show Mr. Coburn to his dressing room. And make it snappy. Why is Pops? What is Pops? I forgot about Pops. Honestly, it's been <laughs> everybody. <laughs> they we forgot did... about Pops. I don't even know the okay, words so that song. Ten episodes we just did of Muppets Mayhem. Before that, we only did four episodes <laughs> of season five. So season five, this was a new concept of like the green I room door what or whatever. We were on. This like coat door or whatever. Why? Coat check. And they moved him. Yeah. Again. I know. 
He's like in the in the. I, I don't. It was get very it. jarring to jump into this and be like, "Oh fuck, I forgot how this Pops. show works." So now during the Muppet Show theme, Gonzo's trumpet goes seemingly unheard until Fufu responds. I to thought this it. was funny. Well, she heard it. <laughs> this episode starts off with a really good bang. <gasps> Piggy isn't in this episode. What? What did you say? Miss Piggy isn't in a, this. Piggy this... is in this episode, but only for like the weirdest exchange that I will get to oh, after this. Okay. You ready? So direct from the Lamprey Lounge at the Bermuda Triangle You know Triangle what a Lamprey Hilton. is? No. It's like a parasitic fish. Oh, really? And it has like, I think so, and it has like the teeth all like crazy Oh, it's like one of those inside. like snarly yeah. angler looking fuckers? Yeah. A Lamprey. Yeah, I'm, I think so. Direct from the Lamprey Lounge. My brain lounge. has been working lately, so I could be right. Let's, okay. <laughs> Let's take this moment <laughs> to do a nice little copy paste and find out what a Lamprey is. A oh my god! <laughs> this is like some tube ass looking. I cannot yucker. believe how my brain works That's now. That's disgusting. I wish you didn't make me Google that. You guys, I stopped. I'll just tell the the listeners. I stopped smoking weed after twenty years of chronic. Would we say chronic weed smoke? I'll get it. Oh yeah, chronic. The chronic. The chronic. LOL. But I, who knew? Who knew my brain would actually start working? Yeah, you you just told all of us sort of what a lamprey was. No, I you definitely said it was a fish knew. With like the, and you made the hand. I that did like teeth. teeth. Yeah, it's. Okay. A, I said it was a parasitic fish. Yes, and it is. And it is. It was is so. Sick. It looks like a fleshlight that would be it, like for like from, from the movie Teeth. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it looks like. It's disgusting. <laughs> anyway, direct from the Lamprey Lounge at the Bermuda Triangle Hilton, the Sargasso Bottom Rhythm Boys. An octopus, drum, and kazoo band plays Temptation in the opening number. An enraged animal rushes on stage screaming bad drums. <laughs> he attacks the playing octopuses. Temptation. This is a song that we've heard on the Muppet Show like 100 times. Do you remember this? They did this on the Muppet Show in that one episode where we like where we first saw. I think we saw Richard Hunt's like head in the yeah. background. Remember that, like oh, behind one of so these frogs. Weird. Ah. We had to see Richard Hunt's face. Oh, it was the first episode. He's looking at episode one hundred and one, the Glee Club. Yeah. The Glee Club. Um. So after this bit. Oh, no, hang on. We have the note for it, actually, for real. So, Animal throws one of the octopuses to Statler and Waldorf's box. Throughout the show, Statler and Waldorf interact with the octopus, typically ending with Waldorf being thrown from the box. This was a very fun recurring I bit. It. I love anytime you um, that there's, like, violence enacted against what Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, I they deserve it. it. Very stupid. So, backstage, Miss Piggy asks Scooter if the octopuses are all right. Oh, yeah. Scooter tells her they may end up bullia base. To which Piggy responds, well, those French towns are nice. Sheila goes, hmm. Like, she's like. It's the weirdest interaction. It's like an absolute, like. Ew, stop with that fleshlight fish. It's I, disgusting. I, so, Bouillia base. Oh, which is like. Octopus base. Yeah. That's disgusting, disgusting. too. Disgusting. It's a dish. Octopi are very smart beings. Don't eat them. No. I definitely wouldn't. The whole interaction here, though, feels so unnatural for Piggy. Piggy's cared, concerned about a, uh, another performer that was just on stage. Oh, right. Maybe she just watched a sad movie, or maybe she's, she's just like in on a way. Her oh, you think she's? Piece. You think she's yeah. on her period? She could be on her period, or maybe she just lost somebody really important to her, and she's feeling really sympathetic. Okay, 
I hope I hope the easiest <laughs> I just got dark. I hope the easiest thing of those Maybe listed, her and Kermit broke up. You think maybe he just Well, I don't Yeah. Well, he if he's anything like something. Jim, he's always cheating on her. He's always cheating on her. Always. He is. So as Beauregard sends Rizzo out to tame Animal, James Coburn emerges from his dressing room. Kermit tries to assure James that everything is under control, but he meets Animal. In the background of this whole interaction, it was so distracting for me because there is a little Muppet cat on the top With of the, the eye stair, patch. And he is like cleaning himself in the most natural cat way I've ever seen. It's I don't know how the really good. did this. No, but it's, it's this so cat cool. is from like one of the Calypso something or other scenes. Yeah. Like one of the Calypso. Yeah. I'll he find him. He was familiar looking enough. Is there a I link? Think he looked, no, there's oh. no link to him. He's just existing in the background. But he reminded me so much of Daniel Tiger. I really think oh he God, had yes. he had like Daniel Tiger's exact face and coloring. He and the whoever was doing the cat action. I bet you it was uh it couldn't have been Frank, right? And in the time so now in the time that we've been doing this show and we've been on our small little hiatus, you managed to get two new cats. Oh my god, we're bringing up my personal I life have of to. cats. Okay. You have two more cats. Okay, so I'll post pictures of these. So I have a little cat a kitten named Sweet Girl Pearl. A.K.A. Pearl. I love Sweet Girl Pearl. I love the she, full. Her eyes mm-hmm. are like precious moment eyes. She's she, cute as shit. She looks like she's crying all day long. She does. Oh my god! I hope she never grows out of that. I know. She really does look like she's crying. She looks like when you zoom into like a cartoon character, like SpongeBob or Ren and uh-huh. Stimpy, and they have like the, the cry eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I have another little kitten who is named Mustache Pete because he has. A milk mustache. His mustache is ridiculous. And they're very vocal, these kittens. They don't, yeah. They, like, meow at you. They talk to you. They're also very friendly and don't Uh run away from you. So Doug came over and he got to meet them. They were literally, they were cute as hell. They were, like, on is the best way to put it. Like, they were, like, jumping on on. the furniture in a cute way. (laughs) They were tumbling with one another. Like, I was, I couldn't believe how, how, like, they were so on and I was paying attention to them. Then, um... Oh my God! What's your fat cat's name? Norton. Norton. I almost call, I almost said Herman. I, I could only remember Herman. Norton comes like barreling in, like, "Oh, who's getting attention? Let yeah. me take a look and see what's going on." Yeah, Norton's like, "Me too." Yeah. And I'm like, "Don't forget Norton. You have to pet him." <laughs> and then of course Herman's like, "Okay, you guys, I'll just be, you know." Yeah, Herman is wherever. shy when it comes to people for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I mean, he's not shy. He's ve- he looks after the kittens, which I think is funny. That's like he's really like cool. the dad, like the babysitter. Yeah. Norton just wants to eat their food, but uh-huh. Herman like really looks after them i can picture the, he must like do that like like to like chomp the most yeah. food you know oh like my God, he's like disgusting. i will post pictures of all of my cats because you have to. i have way too many cats now so this episode also my mom's bridges... like your house is gonna smell like cats and i'm like mom i clean my house yeah and it doesn't and it doesn't i'm like i'm luckily I have wood floors also it's a big house yeah so it's not like thank god the litter boxes you know. are downstairs yeah i would lose it i there were cat toys everywhere the other day and i lost my shit and uh, i cleaned like everything and i swept and then i put my little robot vacuum on mm-hmm. and the kittens loved the robot vacuum no way. loved it that's really cool anyway Yep, very so, cute cats. This episode has been a cool bridge for us already because we just did elect, uh, the Muppets Mayhem series, which, of course, delved deep into the band. Dr. T yeah. and co. 
And now we're doing an episode that's like really heavy on animal. I don't think we've seen this on yeah, the Muppet Show. Yeah, and and it flashes to you know the mayhem and a it, lot. Yeah, yeah, and it's not yes because and of lips course, is it's in Floyd, it. It's Floyd trying to control animal. It's lips. Yeah, lips had a really cool like sh- kind of shining moment and stuff. Like this was a really really neat way to transition, bring us back, yeah. transition us back. You know, so James spots animal trying to eat a chair. James tells him that there are right and wrong ways to handle aggression. This you is very want... cat behavior. Really, right? He's going to eat the chair. <laughs> you don't want to bust a chair up like that. James then demonstrates the correct way to bust a chair. James turns out to be Animal's kind of guy, and he follows him to his dressing room. Our next bit here from, was like pure Wayne and Wanda bullshit. Why and wasn't was it just Wayne and Wanda? Absolutely here for it. No, but it was great because you know what it looked like to me. Have you have you seen any of the like John Waters movies? Like, have you ever seen Pink Flamingos? I've never seen Pink Flamingos. Okay. I've seen Cry Baby. I've seen Serial Mom. Pecker. I've seen Hairspray, and I've seen Dirty Rotten Shame. That's it. Why haven't you seen Pecker? I've never seen like the gross ones. No, no, Pecker's not a gross one. No, no, Pecker's like a mainstream one. It was one of his. It was one of his early mainstream. No, I've never ones. seen that one. I feel like you would like that one. Anyway, yeah, that's why I'm like. Anyway, um, so one of the gross ones, Pink mm-hmm. Flamingos, there are these two people in it and they like the guy, they're like, I forget what they are. Like, they're like the most rotten people in the world or something uh-huh. like that. Or like, I forget what the whole shtick is. But he's like this one guy who like goes to Central Park and he's like flashing people uh-huh. with the trench coat. And then there's the woman. Pervert. And she has, Only perverts wear trench coats. We've talked about this. Well, on yeah, this he was a pervert. Uh-huh. And and they adopt babies to lesbians. It's like their evil thing. Jesus so Christ. and the woman has like curly hair like that, like purpley, oh, weird really? curly hair. What are they the most disgusting people in the world? I forget what the shtick is. Uh-huh. And this is what this reminded me of. Like these Muppets were Wayne and Wanda, but... Pink Flamingo's like version. Like the pervert version. The perv version. I also, I especially really loved it because they played, they longed to be close to you. Oh, and the birds like stuck to them and the guys stuck. Oh my God. Yeah. And the babies, those weird tough the babies. babies. So this of course is a song by Burt Baccarat with lyrics by Hal David. Um, those I would argue, babies. I'm sorry. It was, okay, it says it was originally recorded by the Carpenters. I'm like, how the fuck is this, like, Why not mentioning the Carpenters? No, Karen Carpenter, come on, give her So, credit. as a male Muppet sings, they long to be close to you, to his lady friend, the birds, stars, and angels, when are the Muppets mentioned in the lyrics. Sorry. These are like people Muppets. It's really weird. As a male Muppet sings, they long to be close to you, to his lady friend, the birds, stars, and angels mentioned in the lyrics appear. And then get stuck to the woman. The male Muppet is the same puppet used for Wayne and is likewise performed by Richard Hunt. So this is Wayne in like a funky little wig. And that's not Wanda. She's like one of the back. She no, has like it's not weird. Wanda. She has weird eyes. Yeah. That's like Jenny. Jennifer. With a wig Yo, on. Where is she? That's Jennifer with a wig on because the eyes are like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. She was at they the They pulled that bitch from at the dance. Yeah. Put, yes. And they put a wig on her. Who should we put in this? Get that bitch from at the dance. Yeah. They have to just move that huge that huge disco ball and chandelier to the side to get to her. There she is. She's in Why the did they get. Wanda is so much better than Wayne on so many levels. Mm-hmm. 
And this is like this is a Wayne and Wanda bit. It's just all, tamer, right? Like it's not what? mean or there, I don't think dangerous. Wanda is better than Wayne. I like both Wayne and Wanda. I don't mm-hmm. like their bit, but I think it's hilarious that Wayne is very like uh homocentric. Uh-huh. And that Wanda is like a dumbass and she got sawed in half that one time and I'll never <laughs> forget it. I loved it. <laughs> The female Muppet from Close to You comes backstage requesting a crowbar. As she exits, Kermit shoes away an octopus taking up his desk space. This octopus seemed so disappointed and sad to be moved to the side. And they get, they were so many squid jokes in this. Yeah. And you Not know good what? Ones really either. I thought because there's um a bear on patrol. Mm-hmm. Is it bear on patrol? Yeah. Um episode in this episode or sketch in this episode. Mm-hmm. And remember the bear on patrol where the I guess it was a squid. Took oh my god, yeah. body. I thought they, this was going to happen again, but it didn't. I forgot about that. that I loved really that. Good. Scooter informs Kermit of James Coburn and Animal's newfound friendship. Turns out they're up in James's dressing room swapping stories, or more correctly, throwing around chairs. Fozzie Bear and Link Hogshub arrive in uniform, all ready for their sketch. Kermit informs them that they're not on until the second act. Fozzie agrees to wait in the squid. I am like fucked up. You ready? I almost said squid car. Fozzie <laughs> agrees to wait in the squad car when Kermit tells them to take the octopus with them. Oh, that's so funny. Fozzie says instead they'll wait in the squid car. Okay, that's so why I read did. it wrong. Yeah. Link Hogthrob looks dirty to me in this episode. You think so? I, he's like. Like he, he's got a dinge to him? He has a, he's, he put that. Muppet in the fucking washing machine. Bring it to the dry cleaner. What is the cleaning protocol for the Muppets, do you think? Does someone... Write it does down. Someone we have, have to... to ask Frank. I can't okay. wait to ask we'll Frank. We'll ask Frank. Hey, Frank. Maybe... Master of Puppets. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my due diligence right now. I'm getting my notepad. How do you clean... Probably like a gentle shampoo. Muppets. How often? Often. Maybe a steam cleaner? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a guy for that? Does someone come and pick them up once a week and, you yeah, know? Yeah, they, they pick them up in like a trash bag. Yeah, they we throw, yeah. Here's the used Muppets for the week, you know. <laughs> oh like a, in that linens cart from like a oh, hotel, yeah. you know? Oh, just, oh, you're done with that, with that um, Swedish chef bit. He's got ketchup all over him. Throw him in the bin. Exactly. Throw him in the bin. Kermit announces the next sketch as a salute to the it's Roaring Twenties. <laughs> OxyClean. <laughs> a lion arrives on stage to ask if they'll need him to roar. When Kermit declines, the lion protests to the frog's annoyance. Who's going to roar? You? This was like absolutely just Richard Hunt accidentally doing Sweetums in a lion costume instead, right? I thought this lion had cocaine all over himself or his, like sugar or his something. His eyes didn't move and that was a little like And I didn't quite understand what me. the white stuff on his mane was, but it's for texture. But I think a close up on the lion wasn't great. This lion is made for the back of the room. Again, yeah. We I watched yeah. it on, you know, 50-inch television yeah. in high def or whatever. Definitely for the back of the room. You could see the zipper. Yeah. It was too big. So the Muppet Salute to the Roaring Twenty starts with a dance by Betsy Bird to the tune of Varsity Drag. She's accompanied by Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem. Varsity Drag? Varsity Drag. You ready? Here. I'll click it. Varsity Drag was performed by Statler and Waldorf during Kermit's auditions for new acts in episode 208 of The Muppet Show. It's a Ray Henderson song with lyrics by B.G. DeSilva and Lou Brown. 
I love Lou spelled like this, L-E-W. Yeah. That's big Muppet bullshit, you know? <laughs> like Lewis. You could spell Lewis that way. Yeah. But you could spell Lewis with an O-U yeah. as well. Interesting. Both ways. <laughs> you could spell Sean. With that H, H-A-W-N. Or yeah. an S-E-A-N. You ever seen that really fucked up Irish way, too? Where it's like, Sean. No. Like, <laughs> so suddenly there's a knock at the door and James Coburn breaks in. He approaches Gonzo, telling him that he's finished. Gonzo calls Jimmy a two-bit hood. Jimmy's offended, having lived next door to Gonzo for ten years. Gonzo instead calls him... Okay, there's like a Gonzo bit live? that goes on. Where does Where? Gonzo live? Does he live in a trailer? Gonzo... You think Gonzo lives in a trailer? But not because he can't afford to live elsewhere, but because he, he likes the it. community. So he lives in... Okay, so when you say trailer, you don't mean like a mobile home. Do you no, mean I do. Like, I mean okay. like a mobile... He lives in a mobile park. Okay, mobile park. No, like the old tin can kinds, though. Oh, definitely. I love the old tin can kind. Where it's he like, has an air, uh, it's, it's like an airstream. Oh no, he has an right? airstream. It's yeah. probably the most souped up one There's in no the community. There's no broken up rooms. Yeah, maybe he, he has a curtain of beads to his. But he likes to, to sit outside yes. with his chickens in those folding in a lawn chairs. chair. Yeah, the in lawn a fold, chairs folding lawn chair. With like yeah. the the the. the it's like the pattern, the, weave, the woven pattern. Yeah. yeah, we are on the same he page here. He absolutely does. Yeah. With yep. his chickens. And he has like a visor that he wears. Yes. Yeah. Little tacky lawn ornaments. He has his uh, mm-hmm. suspenders. Yep. No, absolutely. He lives in a trailer home. Yep. Trailer park. And he has a flamingo chicken. Yes. Oh my God. It's a chicken flamingo. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a chicken sprayed pink yeah. maybe. Yes. That's, yes. Yeah. Yes. All of this. <laughs> Gonzo does all okay, of this. Okay. Spinoff show in, for next season, Disney Plus. Yes. It's all about Gonzo. It's in called the like. Park. Home is where you park it is what it's called. And it's about Gonzo and he lives in his Airstream. I love this already. I love it. Maybe he goes to different parks, whatever. But this is... A community of nice people. Yes. Like the one on Route 1. Mm-hmm. Another New Jersey reference when you're driving like past South Brunswick. I know the exact yeah. <laughs> It's like literally on Route 1. Like yeah. It's not tucked back at all. And it's literally the sign says a community, a community of nice of people. Nice people. The UK spot. Scooter. I read Scooter. It says Kermit. You UK are obsessed. Spot. Kermit compliments Betsy Bird on the dance she did in the last sketch. He asks if she has any other dances she can do for the show. Betsy says she could wing something and signals for the band. A group of birds, including Rolf on piano, to play Birdwalk. I have a feeling that this did not. Yeah. Okay. Here's I the edits. Disney Plus, the UK spot, Birdwalk is cut. I didn't see it. I it was, was just going to say, I'm like, why must I not pay like, attention? I'm like, this is so not familiar. And I like, so when I saw that bird and I saw Gonzo in the audience, I'm like, this dude is so horny right now. That bird did that split. His nose went up. His nose is completely upwards. Yeah. yeah. He's a 12 o'clock yeah. nose. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the Muppet show, I think. Me too. But he was really drooling over he, her. Yeah. He was the, doing and like the Camilla wolf got slapping his leg. A little jealous. Yeah, she did. Because she knows. This big bird ass looking bird was really cool though. Yeah. So now Baron Patrol. Baron Patrol arrests Banana Nose Maldonado. This was hilarious. Who tries to find a way out. He insists that he is actually working undercover and that he is Chief Inspector Maldonado. Fozzie and Captain Link are impressed, and Fozzie even walks him to the door. There's a joke where it was like because his name is like Banana Nose and he has a banana for a nose. Mm-hmm. And they were like, 
Link was like, how'd you get that name? And he was like, my parents were Mr. and Mrs. Maldonado. And I thought that was really funny. I love funny. shit like that. I thought so that was so stupid. funny. <laughs> James Coburn tries to teach Animal how to meditate, to relax. Animal finds the concept hard to grasp, but tries anyway. Frank Oz is the master of puppets. The way that he does Animal. It's so fucking it's, good. It's so nuanced. It's so beautiful, and it's so amazing. Frank Oz. Frank Oz. Ugh. Kermit pops in to tell James about the upcoming cowboy sketch, but James requests something more enlightened. More serene. Here we go. We had a warning at the beginning of this episode, by the way, and this is exactly why. We haven't had time to really talk about how we had a warning. Usually when we have... A warning, you and I like to play a little guessing game and guess which exact oh, offense no, we they're knew. committing. But this one is just so blatantly blatant. obvious. It's it's really just such a bizarre mixed bag. James attempts to create a serene salute to Japan. A rather quiet number dissolves into a rootin' tootin' Japanese square dance when the cowboys invade the set and Animal tries the quiet music. The Japanese square dance was written by Derek Scott. Derek Scott, can I ask you, what is your problem? So in this episode, under the notes for this Japanese square dance, it says, In the episode's closing number, the Muppet cast and the Tokyo Tai Chi Karate and Chowder Society attempt a serene salute to Japan. But when Animal grows bored with the serene music and the set is invaded by cowboys... The number erupts into a boisterous musical square dance production combining Eastern and Western themes. As for Coburn, Coburn, as for Coburn, he realizes keeping the quiet theme is a hopeless task and plays the square dance collar, which includes having the ladies beat up the cowboys and destroy the set. There's no notes about how confused and racist this bit is. If <laughs> I could a find a picture note. of him saying what he said with the eyes when he does like he does a wince that is so (laughs) that is so racist racist. (laughs) for just a wince he says oh my god at one I don't remember what he says for that one but it's fucking horrible and then another one he says like the chow mein or chop suey he's like it's all mixed mixed Not mixed metaphors, but it's all mixed race. It's not... It's Japanese culture. It's Chinese culture. No, it's just East Asian. No, it's totally just East Asian. And But they keep saying, like, oh, this is Japanese, what we're doing. And then they make Chinese references. All they did was bang the gong, and then they did... Yes. It was insane. And I was telling you the other day, I watched an episode of Seinfeld called The Chinese Woman. Have you seen that episode? Oh, no. Jerry, the episode opens with Jerry trying to call George, and an incredibly 90s thing happens that I don't even think happens that often. But George's telephone line is crossed with another person's oh phone line. Oh my god, line. I remember when this used to happen! And instead of George, he's getting a woman named Donna Chang on the line. And he hangs up, and he calls back, and Donna Chang answers again. And Jerry realizes that... You know, it's this, you know, maybe he can. He maybe there's something there. Mm-hmm. So Jerry asks the woman out on a date, and when he hangs up the phone, he says to Elaine, "He's like, well, you know, I, I've done a Chang. We're gonna go out on a date together." The woman that was crossed the lines, and she goes, "Oh, 
but you don't even know her. And he goes, yeah, but I like Chinese women. And Elaine literally says, is that racist? And he goes, no, because I said that I like them. It's not racist. And I was like, oh, yikes. So then she goes, well, where are you going to go? And he goes, we're going out for Chinese food. And she's like, isn't that a little weird, too? And he goes, well, it was her suggestion. Jerry goes to the Chinese restaurant, Megan, and a white woman walks in. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's a family name. It used to be Changsteen or whatever. Was her fan, so they shortened it. Blah blah blah. So you know the rest of the episode exists. I think Kramer is exploring wearing different kinds of underwear because he finds out that wearing boxers will increase his sperm count. Blah blah. Oh you know God. all the stupid shit that happens in the background of a Seinfeld yeah, episode, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So then we cut back to Jerry at one point, and Jerry is now with Donna Chang in his apartment, and she says something and reverses and mixes up L's and R's, and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? I'd never seen this episode before. I'm like, did I just find a new episode of Seinfeld? It was crazy. Now, can you please watch this one episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Okay. Called The Bisexual. I, this is the one with Rosie O'Donnell. Yes, right? but it, it starts out. Guys, we're ja- back. Megan's talking about Rosie at a, O'Donnell. At a Japanese restaurant, and he okay. bows to. Writing the, down The Bisexual. You please watch the episode. It's so funny. It's so funny. Because Curb. the thing about Curb Your Enthusiasm is that. Larry David knows he's being a racist schmuck. Uh-huh. Like he's like, Lila, let me tell you, like I don't know, I know that there's a difference between the bow. Uh-huh. Like you didn't give me a real bow. Like it's <laughs> it, it, it's very funny. It is very funny. At me, I don't care. Watch this episode, the bisexual. It's fucking hilarious. Okay. There are so many different things going on in this episode, and every bit of it is funny. I will watch the bisexual. Now, at closing, James asks. James, at closing, James thanks Kermit for the opportunity to finally be on the Muppet Show. Kermit tells him that it turned out to be more of the Gong Show, and will arrive to take more one, one more swing at the Gong. So, what we didn't really mention was you had kind of come into the house to record this episode tonight at this moment of this sketch, and we really we like lost it when. Everything that Frank Oz did as Animal in this bit was oh, so, so funny. He's so good. And he it was all subtle. It I, was so great. And you know what's so funny to me is all I can think about is season five, Jim was like barely there. Mm-hmm. He was distracted. And fucking Frank carries this episode. Yes, he really with does. With his puppetry, mm-hmm. with Animal. Oh my God, he carries the fucking yeah. episode. Now, mind you, Frank is also Yoda at this point. Uh-huh. And yeah. what is he and like doing all this stuff? Yeah. And... I don't know. Trying Frank to be a director Oz. and blah, 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 blah. And he's the best. I love him. Frank Oz. And I hope he does write a book one day. I hope he does too. Doesn't his website say that he's not going to write a book, right? <laughs> he said I might. People say I should write a book. And I might. Or something <laughs> like that. We should write a letter to him. Maybe he'll read Dear it. Dear Frank. So now after the credits, the octopus has Statler and Waldorf tangled in his tentacles. He calls for more, more. I don't remember watching that part either. But Dear Frank. You know... I think, yeah, we should just, okay. Do you Dear know Frank. the song by Metallica called Master of Puppets? Dear Frank. Well, did you know that it's about you? This is like, we're now we're doing because double you threat. Are we're writing a letter to Frank Oz live the on the podcast. Master of Puppets. <laughs> you oh, are. speaking of double threat, if nobody has watched Julie Klausner's silence video, please watch it. Megan, I... It's honestly perfect in I every way. To it so many times. I have the song in my head constantly. It's so good. I'm going to tack it on to it's the end me, of this episode. Clarice. 
Oh my god. Tell me all about freaking Buffalo Bill. Freaking Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Hannibal. <laughs> Megan, so all around this episode. Can you was great. blame me? You ate a woman's face. <laughs> I'm very excited that we're back. I need to look up what episode we're watching next though, because on the Muppet Wikia it lists that we are meant to watch the um the Brooke Shields episode. Oh my god, can I just tell you something before you look at this? Mm-hmm. I never got to tell you that, I think maybe I texted you this, but I didn't get to tell you in person that I watched the movie Idiocracy with the just children. Does that movie hold up? It's scarier than ever. <laughs> We're so much closer. It's scarier than ever. We're so much closer. Yeah. Yeah. That it, movie's funny as hell. It holds up. Of the things that I remember, I remember everything about Fuddruckers. It I holds up. A moment where Why do someone. You, do you want to go to Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> I remember a moment where someone is knocking on Dak Shepard's door and he screams, I'm baiting, I'm baiting. Oh They're my like, God. Don't come in here. No, it's so accurate and it's gotten so much worse. And that movie was made in 2006. So by two, 2023, we're so much closer. And I'm not just talking about the plastic clothes mm-hmm. that they wear the whole time the with the logos. Clothes. God, that movie's so fucking funny. Oh, so okay, funny. so next week we were meant to watch. The Brooke Shields episode of The Muppet Show. But this episode is, like, not available. Wait. It's not on Disney+. Plus. How do we get it? I don't think we do. We have so, to find this episode, Doug. I, I mean... This is a challenge. You want to try to find it? Before we do... Th- should we do this episode? I well, mean, we can put a link up. We Maybe we can... If we can find it, if not, no. We'll do it at the end of the season. But listen, this episode rips. You ready? Yeah. Brooke stars as Alice in a Muppet production of Alice in Wonderland. The onstage zaniness can't match the, can't match the usual backstage chaos. Fozzie thinks he's going to play the Tin Woodman. And Miss Piggy is hoping to take the role of Alice. Bunsen's special effects make Brooke too tall to leave her dressing room. And then shrink her so small that no one can find her. Piggy, still hoping for the lead, tries to accidentally step on Brooke. Finally, Gonzo, as the Mad Hatter, heads the Mad Tea Party. Daily Motion. With the, you found it. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna do this episode next week. We have to. Yeah, it the looks Brooke good. Shields episode. Season five has it's two not episodes like we don't watch that it are missing. On our phone anyway. You're kidding me. Yes, the Brooke Shields episode, and then an episode later on down the road. I'm I'm totally on board. This episode sounds so fucking funny. All right. I've seen worse. So join us next week as we watch, Brooke you Shields. know, the Brooke Shields episode. We'll, but you know what? Can you give me the link and we'll add the link to the show notes for this episode? Yeah, I just said and, it. And um, yeah, join us next week as we watch the Brooke Shields episode of The Muppet Show. Uh, you can follow us online at ITTWTM. We'll tweet out the link. Yep. We'll... Instagram the link, whatever. Yeah. And until next week. Wait, wait, message us. Oh, message us. But in a nice way. In a nice way. In a nice way. And until next week. Until next week. Thanks for the gumball. Animal? This is the